Hope you were taking notes during that song. What a, what a blessing. Even when we don't feel it, he's working. Somebody say amen, because sometimes you don't, don't feel that God is working. Sometimes you don't feel that God is moving in your life. But that's why we walk by faith and not by sight. That's why we walk by faith and not our feelings and not our emotions, because even when we don't feel it, God is at work. Matter of fact, while you and I were sleeping last night, God was still working on our behalf. If you don't believe it, read the book of Esther chapter six, start at chapter six, and you see that while we were sleeping, while we are sleeping, God is at work. That's God. That's God right there. That's a God worth serving. That's a God that with unlimited jurisdiction. Remember, he's the God of heaven and earth, not just earth, but heaven and earth. No limits to his jurisdiction. That's why even when we don't feel it, God is still working because God is not only working down here on earth, but God is working in the heavenlies as well on our behalf. That's why nothing shall separate us from the love of God, which is mentioned in Romans chapter eight and eight thirty one. That's why it's Romans eight thirty one. If God be for us, who can be against us? Because even when we don't feel it, God is working. He has Jesus when he resurrected um, Matthew 28, 18, he said, all power and authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. <laughs> That's why he's working in the heavenlies. Not just on earth, unlimited jurisdiction. That's the God that we serve. Don't get caught up in the temporary false gods with limited jurisdiction. We serve a true and living God with unlimited jurisdiction. The God of heaven and earth. We'll talk about that more in the midst of the message. So uh, I hope you're taking notes. Write that down. That's somebody needed that right now because you're just you're you're focused and caught up with everything that's temporary and limited. But we serve an unlimited God. We serve a God that works even when we don't feel it, even when we don't know it. You don't. God doesn't need your permission to work on his behalf. That's why he's God. That's why we submit and surrender to him. So grateful and so thankful that we serve the true and living God. Research the resurrection for yourself. It's true. It's it happened. It's valid. It's credible. Research it yourself. That's where you start. Don't argue with people about God, the Bible. Tell them to research the resurrection for themselves. And then they will see how real and true and alive our Lord and Savior is. So I'll, I'll save the rest for the message. Amen. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited about God, excited about the word, excited about a new heart, a new spirit, a renewed mind, excited about the new mercies that great, greeted me this morning. Although we're in March, the new year is every day for the believer. We are a new creation in Christ. Every day we experience the newness of God when we understand the power and the word of God. So always excited about the newness that we have in Christ. So uh, quick announcements. Want to thank you for your giving as as um, as always. Just so blessed uh, that you uh, decide to give as God moves on your heart. <clears throat> and God said he'd pour us, pour us out a blessing that we won't have room enough to receive. And then the giving allows us to keep preaching the gospel, spreading the word all around the world. And so you all would would agree with me that this world is in need of the, the word of God. The power of God, the spirit of God is the only cure for mankind's uh, sickness and the sickness is sin. The illness is sin and the only cure is Jesus Christ. So your giving allows us to continue to spread the, the gospel all around the world. And so we're grateful for that. If you're on your laptop, you go to SouthBayALC.com, push the giving icon, give accordingly on your cell phone. Real simple. Go to SouthBayALC.com push the uh, giving icon, the three bars, push the giving icon and give accordingly. If you're still writing checks like me, you make them payable to SBALC and then you mail them to 3553 Atlantic Avenue, Suite B-279, Long Beach, California, 90807. Let me say it again. <clears throat> make the check payable to SBALC, mail it to 3553 Atlantic Avenue, Suite B-279, Long Beach, California, 
1-800-930-90807. Please make a note, Bible study this week. We are in 1 Kings chapter 21, an incredible chapter. Oh my gosh. Um, it, it, it speaks of, uh, of Jezebel, Ahab, the king, Jezebel, um, his wife, and it's Jezebel's out of control, truly living up to her name. Uh, but just we see the mercy of God. We see the grace of God. Uh, it, it is an incredible chapter. 630 this Wednesday, 630 to 730. 1 Kings chapter 21. Make this the make this Wednesday, the Wednesday that you attend Bible study. The power of God, the insights from God, the revelation of God, the step by step practical uh, principles of living this Christian life that we get in Bible study. It, it, it's amazing. You don't want to miss it. Make the effort. Put it on your calendar now. Set the, the timer in your phone Wednesday night, 630. And then you just go to the website, SouthBayALC.com. Click the Zoom link, Zoom link that says Wednesday night. It brings you right in there. It's as simple as that. But you don't want to miss uh, this Wednesday night's Bible study. Read ahead. Uh, First Kings chapter 21, your life will be blessed, guaranteed through the Bible study, through the word of God, through the Holy Spirit of God. Um, and then uh, if you have a prayer request, prayer need, praise report, please give us the privilege of uh, praying for you. Send us an email, life at southbayalc.com, life at southbayalc.com. It's a privilege for us. Um, just like somebody prayed for us, just like somebody's praying for us, and we're only modeling what Jesus Christ is doing. The scriptures are clear in Romans chapter eight that Jesus Christ is making intercessions for us as well. Jesus is praying for us that we get through the storm, whether it's a storm of failure or it's a storm of success. You know, it's a storm of success that can hit you and can rock your world because you get successful, quote unquote, in the world's eyes and lose your vision of what God and the assignment that God has for you. So in the midst of all that, God and Jesus Christ is praying, Jesus is interceding for us, that we understand that nothing shall separate us from the love of God. And if God be for us, who can be against us? He's praying that we understand that we are ambassadors for Christ. We're representatives for Christ. We are the light of the world. We have an assignment and we have a mission. And don't let any storm of failure or success or anything in between detour and deter you from the assignment that God has for your life. So give us the privilege of praying for you. Then I want to thank those of you that are praying and fasting. We have our first meal after service. Um, and we're just praying and, and fasting for, for salvation, for rededication, uh, for clarity of vision, clarity of assignment, uh, that God would lead and guide our steps, that we would uh, understand that we're the light of the world, we're the salt of the earth, that we ultimately work for God and that the assignment that God has given us is the most important assignment that we could ever have. And so we're just praying and fasting for the power of God to come forth through the Holy Spirit and through his word each and every Sunday, Wednesday, each and every day. So we're praying and fasting. And this message will be available. It will be posted on on YouTube uh, by this evening. You just put in South Bay Abundant Life Church, put in today's date. Uh, 3 14 21 and then it, it's easy now you just take your cell phone copy the link send it to a few people that God have, has put on your heart and say listen to a few minutes of this and let me know what you think let the word get them right in the heart let the word of God do it people are searching for answers we have them in the word of God so let's go and speak another word of God. Let's go ahead and get into the word of God right now uh, Lord we thank you we love you we bless you we need you, Lord. We thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, Lord. It illuminates the way as we try our best to navigate through a dark, fallen, decaying, and broken world, God. We need your word this morning, and we thank you for your word. We ask a blessing upon your word. We open our hearts and, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God is speaking to us today. Bless you, Lord. Bless your people to hear. Bless your word to penetrate our hearts and our, and our minds and our spirit, God. And then we pray that we would be obedient to the word of God. Apply it to our life. Walk in obedience so we can experience the abundant life that you promised us through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Open your Bibles to the book of Jonah, chapter 1. Pick up the, the reading at, at verse 8 and 9. Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us? That's question number one. What is your occupation? That's question number two. Uh, when comest thou? What, what are you doing here and where did you come from? Number three, what is your country? And what people are you from? Jonah responds. So make a note. Make a note right off the top. We have questions and we have responses. Here's the response. And he said unto him. So, so remember, this is in the midst of a storm, right? So here we are in the midst of a storm. And we're having a question and answer uh, uh, session. We're playing 20 questions in the midst of a storm. So remember, the questions are in the midst of a storm. And not only just questions, but they're hard, godly questions. And then Jonah gives the response. He gives the transparent responses. So what happens in the middle of the storm through questioning? Jonah has a moment of clarity and he remembers who his God is. And then he goes and gives God's resume. He's he's kind of shocked into the reality of who God is in the midst of a storm, because remember, he was sleeping. And here we go through life and we're sleeping through life. And then somebody comes with a hard, godly question and hopefully to shock you into the reality of who God is. Because if there's no questions, there's no growth. If there's no hard, godly questions, there will be no growth. Make a note of that. And then there has to be transparency in the question, in the, in the responses. So let me say that again. No questions, no growth. I'm not talking about just any questions, but hard, godly questions. And I'm not talking about any responses. I'm talking about transparent responses where you realize I'm in the midst of this storm and I can't save myself. I have to stop sleeping in the midst of the storm. I got to get up. I got to answer these these hard, godly questions so I can grow. And Jonah gets shocked into a moment of clarity. And then he begins to share the resume of God. So family, it's nothing. And, and if you want to clear a room <laughs> at the next function you're at, at the next party you're at, party you're at, you want to clear a room, start asking some hard, godly questions and watch folks leave you like you got the plague all over you. <laughs> like you are walking COVID-19. Um, I, I remember in, in college, just a simple, hard, godly question. That, that deserved a response. Uh, my roommate, uh, my good brother now, we're, we're great friends, and he challenged me. Uh, my, my good brother, Mark Watkins, he says, uh, hey, bro, how's your walk with God? Rocked my world. A hard, godly question, simple question. And then I had to have the courage and the guts to look deep inside my heart to see if I'm going to be transparent, if I'm going to be honest, <laughs> and you know I wasn't. Somebody say, man, I said, God, me and God, we're OK. <laughs> uh, God understands what I'm doing. Come on, bro. Are you serious? No questions, no growth. No hard, godly questions. You stay right where you are. Don't fight the hard, godly questions. But then you have to give transparent responses. So we have Jonah. He's, he's shocked into the reality of his situation in the midst of the storm. Verse 9. He says unto them, I'm a Hebrew. Huh. And he says, I fear the Lord. And he says, I fear the, the God of heaven. And then we're going to get to point four because we went over the other three. He talked about his, his heritage. He talked about his hope and he talked about heaven, the God of heaven. And now we're going to talk about the hand of God. He says, I, 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 the God which made the sea and the dry land underline that. So here is here is Jonah. He's given the resume of God in the midst of his storm. Come on, family. Here here it is. Um, I guess if I would give this a title, it, it would say review the resume of God in the midst of your storm. <laughs> elevate God, elevate God's resume above your storm. 
whether it's a storm of failure, whether it's a storm of success. And it's really no failures in Christ because every situation that we go through, if we allow God's always speaking, we just have to make sure we're listening. It's no failure because I'm learning and I'm and, and I'm seeing that God is not going to allow me just to sleep on the boat of life. God's going to wake me up. Give me some hard questions and say, have a moment of clarity and, and review God's resume in the midst of your storm and then get back on track. <laughs> it's not a failure. It's a lesson where God's not going to let me sleep through life because you and I, we have an assignment on our life. We're ambassadors for Christ. We represent Christ. We can't sleep on the boat like everybody else. We can't run from this assignment and expect to be comfortable. We can't rebel against God and expect God to be cool with that and expect God not to send somebody our way to say, what are you doing here? How's your walk? Who are you? What are you about? And then we got to look deep and determine if we're just going to stay on the surface or if we're going to be transparent and allow God to work in our life. So I have some read this. So I, I guess I want to read this. It says, um, if they allow Jonah to stay sleep in the boat, nothing changes. <laughs> right. That, that. If God allows you to stay sleep in this boat of life, nothing's ever going to change. God has to send a storm to wake you up, to wake me up. Things can't go well. And even when they do, you know what your success turns to without God? It turns to sadness because all this stuff that we've accumulated, we thought would make us happy. And then we just have a bunch of stuff and we're empty and we have no connection to God. So even if you you think you're successful without God, it's a storm of success that's going to lead to sadness because the hope comes through Jesus Christ. Jesus made it clear that a person's uh, value is, isn't based upon the abundance of the stuff that they accumulate. Not, that doesn't mean anything. It just means that you accumulated stuff. God created heaven and earth. <laughs> right. Let's let's compare your resume to God's resume. Right. God created heaven and earth. I started a business. <laughs> I, I have a uh, you and I, we have master's degree. God said, let there be light. <laughs> Somebody is a doctor of medicine and God can command healing just with the sound of his voice. It's no comparison. Our resume is no comparison to God's resume. And we have to remember that as we're going through the storms of life, we got to have that moment of clarity. And, and family, I would I would suggest that we review God's resume daily. Review God's resume daily. I, I start my day each day with First Chronicles, chapter twenty nine, verse eleven. I start my day by re reviewing God's resume. It says God is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. God's not trying to become great. God is the greatness. God is the power. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful. So and, and then he's the he's the glory. He's the the doxa. He's the brilliance. He's the excellence. He's the magnificence. He's preeminent. I start my day. And then he's the victory undefeated, resurrected on the third day. He's a victory. Even when when Satan and the enemy thought they had won, Christ resurrected on that third day to demonstrate the power of God, deserving of all authority in heaven and in earth. Then he's the majesties, none more, none more majestic than God. Their kings here and their 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 statue and their honor is amazing. But then Jesus Christ is the majesty. He's the king of kings and the Lord of Lords. He's at the top of the list. And so I start my day by uh, reviewing God's resume. And then I realize anything that I come across today, I elevate God's resume above that because God's already given us, you and I as believers, given us the victory. And then some things, make a note, some things we just have to go through. So elevate God's resume above our above our issues. And make a note of this as Jonah is is 
responding and sharing God's resume, make a note, make a note of this. Um, Jonah knows, Jonah does know about God and Jonah has a relationship with God. Make a note, make no mistake. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. Jonah was used to speaking and, and, and hearing from God. Jonah just didn't like what God was telling him, right? Been there, done that. So Jonah does have a relationship with God. So what does that show us? Jonah's running from the assignment that God has given him. But you, but you can, it, it shows us that you can have a relationship with God and still run from God. <laughs> uh, it, it, it shows that uh, God can speak to you and you can still choose to do your own thing. So we, we can't be too hard on Jonah. We can't be too hard on ourselves because we're just like Jonah when we, when we get down to it. We have a relationship with God, but then we want to pick and choose our assignments. <laughs> we want to pick and choose which scriptures apply to us and which scriptures don't apply to us. Right. So it, it, you, you can't. So I, I want to encourage you and, and myself as well in the midst of all this. Don't be so hard on yourself. God is with you. God is with us. But we just have to practice the spirit of humility, practice the spirit of obedience, practice the spirit of submission to God's will and to God's assignment. That's why we are practicing Christians. We haven't arrived. We'll never arrive. We're practicing daily to look more and more like Jesus Christ. God is not looking for perfection. God is looking for progress. And we practice every day, just like any any musician, any athlete. They practice their craft. Any artist, you practice your craft and you get better each day. Why would God's word be any different? Why would our relationship with God be any different? any different. We have to practice each and every day. And then you look at back at your life and you see I'm not there yet, but I'm definitely not where I was because I'm practicing with God. And you never arrive because if you could arrive on your own, then you wouldn't need Jesus Christ. But that's why we don't want to have. That's why we don't want to ask ourselves the hard questions, because, see, then when I ask myself the hard questions and I understand that I don't really have control of my life like I thought I did. And I, and I have to, when I answer the hard questions, I realize that, you know, I, I, I need help and I need God and I need to surrender to God. But my pride, my arrogance, my ego would not allow me to humble myself and submit to the assignment of God. Isn't it something how we can read all these self-help books, believe every word, uh, how to how to do this, how to help yourself, how to deal with your subconscious. And we'll read all that, how to make money, how to do that, how to be better business people. And we because, see, that feeds our ego and our arrogance and our pride. But then when we when we read the self-denial in the scriptures. Then we don't want to we, we have a problem with that because it doesn't feed our ego. It feeds our humility. And it says, I need God. <laughs> And I'm not going to make it without God, because at the end of the day, I can't save myself. And I need help. Speaking with a group of brothers yesterday and the question was, what do you do with the sin in your life? If you haven't been cleansed by Jesus Christ, what do you do with the sin in your life? And as a man speaking man to man to men. We can't we can't try and pretend that we don't sin, that we don't have issues. Are you serious? Hard question deserves a transparent answer. Men, women, what do you do with the sin in your life? Proverbs is clear. I believe it's in Proverbs 21. It says the thought of foolishness is sin. If you ever thought a foolish thought, then you and I have committed it. What do you do with that? How do you stand before God covered in sin? You can't get clean in dirty bath water. You can't get clean by treading water in a sewer. We've been defective off the assembly line through Adam. Jesus Christ cleans us up. Either we receive and embrace it or reject it. And then we live with that decision 
We die with that decision and we stand before God with our decision. Hard question deserves a transparent answer. What do you do with the sin in your life? So Jonah has this moment of clarity in the midst of his storm. And it just reminds me that in the midst of our storm, because sometimes, you know, we want to hide from people in the midst of our storm. Oh, especially godly people. But see, we need to seek out godly people in the midst of our storm so they can remind us of the resume of God in the midst of our storm. Oh, I don't need a bunch of scripture right now. Yes, you do. You're in the midst of, you need to be reminded that God is the, the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty, despite what you're going through. You need to be reminded. Let's, let's seek out and let's never separate. When things are going well, stay connected to the godly. When you're going through, stay connected to the godly. Let them remind you, even though you're on the top of the mountain, so to speak. You still need God. And then it's called humility and it's called gratefulness. It's called thankfulness. Keeps us humble even when things are going well in our life. Stay connected to the godly. So they can remind you of who God is. And as usual, the world gets it wrong. (laughs) The world wants you and I to create a resume to show how great and competent we are. God is his own resume. God doesn't need a resume. God is his own resume. God is the greatness. Make a note. God starts from from a position of, of strength. God is the power. He's omnipotent. God created the heaven and the earth. Let me ask you a question. What have you created? Okay, you started a business. I got it. You got a degree. Okay, I get it. And, and, and if God didn't give you the strength and the mind and, and you started a business with the with the creativity that God gave you and blessed you with. It, it, it says in Genesis one twenty six, God said, let us make man, mankind, man and woman. Male and female in our own image. So that's physically, spiritually, we're replicas of God. So as creative as you are, you're only modeled after what God gave you in his own image and in his own likeness. God put that spirit in you. God breathed into mankind and gave us the breath of life. Creativity, intelligence, it all comes from God. But our pride and our arrogance will prevent us from submitting to God. God's resume is outstanding. We get caught up in this this country we live in and and I'm not gonna get into it right now, let you read your other history books for that, but America's resume, let's just say it's interesting and especially depending on who you talk to, but God's resume is outstanding. And remember, America is only 244 years old. We'll sell out to this place called America. It is still an infant. It's, 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 it's in its infancy in God's eyes. Second Peter 3, 8 says that a, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. America in God's eyes is, a, is not even born. It's just it's not even an infant yet. It's not even a day old. Don't get sold out to the temporary temptations, the frivolous foolishness, the maniacal madness that America is offering you. And I don't get sold out to it. The midst of where we are, review God's resume. Don't sell out for the temporary. Stay committed to God. Let's go to Genesis chapter one. (laughs) Make a note, those of you, my note takers, which I hope is everyone. Elevate 
elevate God's resume above your storm. Also make a note that it all begins and ends with God. It all started with God. It will all end with God. Review God's resume daily. Genesis 1 and 1, let's start there. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Make a note of that. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, he has all authority in heaven and in earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, Jesus Christ has all authority in heaven and in earth, according to the word of God. It's a miracle that this word got published because of mankind's arrogance and pride that a, a text would be created by God through godly men who, who were inspired by the Holy Spirit and wrote the word to show mankind that he needed God and he didn't create the world, but God created the world. It's amazing that this got published. It's a miracle that it got published because it all starts and ends with God. It says in the beginning, make a note in the Hebrew, the word beginning means first. It means time. It means order. It means rank. First thing God did. In the beginning, God, Elohim, Elohim in the Hebrew means the plural. <laughs> what do you mean if, if he's monotheistic, if it's one God, why does Elohim right here in the beginning, God says the plural? Because it speaks of the Trinity. The first verse in the Bible speaks of God, the Trinity, the plural. God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. First John 5 and 7 says... There are three that bear record in heaven. There are three that established heaven. God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. It speaks of it. It all starts and ends with God. In the beginning, God, the plural Elohim created he formed, he transformed, he shaped the word created in the Hebrew. He formed, he transformed, he shaped, he fashioned something new. He gave birth. God gave birth to heaven and earth out of his greatness. Here's Jonah in the midst of his storm. He says, I serve the God of heaven. I serve the God that made the sea and the dry land. He has a moment of clarity and said, wait, wait, the God I serve, he gave birth to heaven and earth. Surely he can handle this storm that I'm going through. <laughs> he said, wait, he had a moment of clarity. Family, you and I got to have that same moment of clarity. If God created, he gave birth. It's just like we can under, understand, especially the, the ladies out there, when you, you give birth or you give birth to a dream or to a, a child or a birth to a vision, it comes through and it's created. God gave birth to heaven and earth. He said, I want heaven and earth. He gave birth to something new and it was created. It's God's resume. And, and excuse me, you started a business? Okay, I got it. There's no comparison to God's resume. So we got to elevate God's resume over our storm. He created the heaven and earth. Look at verse three. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. <laughs> oh, oh, and, and, excuse me. You've earned a doctorate degree. Okay. Can you bring light out of darkness? God said, let there be light. And there was. This is God's resume. This is the God that we serve. Sometimes we need to be reminded daily. We need to be reminded that this is the God. So why am I walking around afraid or fearful or apprehensive about anything? As long as I'm walking with the God who created all, whose this is his resume. Even when I don't feel it, I know God is working. Even when I'm asleep, I know God is working. I have to be afraid of people because if God be for us, who can be against us? And God will close doors to save you from hanging out and dealing with ungodly people. Stop fighting the favor of God. Stop fighting the faithfulness of God. Stop fighting the assignment and the direction of God. God will close a door so you don't have to deal with certain people. 
and certain things and certain issues. Why? Because God said, let there be light and there was. Let's look at verse, say in the same chapter, look at verse, verse nine. <laughs> so this is what, this is the moment of clarity that Jonah is experiencing in the midst of the storm. He said he serves the God that made the, the sea and the dry land. And he's remembering these scriptures in the Torah, which is the word of God in the, of the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament. Verse nine, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear. <laughs> and it was so underline that and it was so. This is what Jonah is having his moment of clarity saying, why am I tripping? Why am I still running from God? God created the sea and the dry land. Why am I afraid of the sea? God created the sea. Surely he can deal with the issues that you and I are going through. We might be infirmed in our body and God created us, our body from the dust. Surely he can heal it in life or deliver us through death when we go right into his presence. So we're not even afraid of that. We trust God. God, we love you, God. Help us to trust you each and every day. It's, it's, it's easy to love God. It's, it's, it's much more difficult to trust God and have that moment of clarity in the midst of the storm. We want to have the pity party. We want to, you know, uh, get a big cake and a lot of candles and, and talk about everything that's not going right and, and, and pump the brakes. Stop it. Catch yourself. Get into the word, review the resume of God and watch God change your life. If you get into this word daily, reviewing the resume of God each and every day. It would change your life. It would change the lives of those around you. Same group of men yesterday, we talked about distractions. So many things. Our, our youth and our kids, our young adults, they're, they're no match for the, for, the, for the cell phone and for the handheld computer that we call a phone. You wake up and you run to that and next thing you know, three hours have gone by. Three hours of clicking here and clicking there and responding and looking and no time with God. And then you're caught up and you're anxious and you're depressed. Because you haven't reviewed, you got to start your day reviewing the resume of God, not the garbage that the world is pumping out. This is real practical living. How do I live this? I get up and I review the word of God, the resume of God. And then you deal with the other stuff, but it's in perspective, it's framed around. God said, let there be. And there was. And that God is elevated above anything that I could be going through. Verse, verse 10, and God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called the seas. And God saw that it was good. Serve a good God. God created, God birthed it. And here's Jonah is quoting God. He says, I, why would he say that? Because he's in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a, of, a, of a sea that's raging. He said, wait a minute, I serve the God that created the sea and the dry land. So whatever you're in the midst of, remember, you serve a God that created everything. <laughs> and so if he, can, if he created everything, then that means he controls everything. Submit, commit, surrender to the assignment and to the will of God. It all starts with God. It ends with God. Let's go to, uh, so we're at the beginning, Genesis. Let's go to the end. Let's go to the book of Revelation. Same thing, Genesis chapter one. Let's go to Revelation chapter one. This is the resume of God that we need to review daily. Let's go to Revelation one and eight. Ooh. Jesus says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, <laughs> said the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. So God is the 
is the Almighty. Make a note, the Almighty in the, in the Greek, he's the ruler of all. <laughs> he's the ruler of all. And when you, you translate he, uh, which is and which was and which is to come, when you translate it, it says God is he who is and was and is coming. Let me say it again. God is who is, who was, and is coming. He's eternal. It's the alpha, the first letter of the Greek alphabet, alphabet, alpha, and the omega, the last letter of the Greek alphabet. It all starts with God. It all ends with God. Whatever language you speak, it all starts with God. It all ends with God. He's the almighty. He's eternal. And then look at verse 11. Beginning of verse 11, he tells us again, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. It starts with God. It ends with God. This is God's resume. Remind yourself as you're going through. What is this whole thing about? It's about God. The assignment that God's called us to fulfill. We're not going to get away from it. Why? Because God is the first. He's the last. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the ending. Look at verse 17. Same book, Revelation 1 and 17. John says, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Just see, when you stand before God, you're not going to point your finger in God's face and tell him, why did you and this and that? And I wanted to have a few words with you. You're not going to you're not going to say that to the true and living God, to the judge, to the king of kings. See, he came as the lamb of God. And was sacrificed for our sins. But when he comes back, he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's not coming back as a lamb. He's coming back as the lion. And he's going to separate the sheep from the goats and the wheat from the tare. It's going to separate it. And you're going to do just like John. When you see the power of God, the majesty of God, the greatness, the power, the glory, the doxa of God, the brilliance of God, the preeminence of God, you're not going to say anything. You're going to fall down and pretend to be dead because you're going to feel so unworthy. Just like Isaiah said in the book of Isaiah 6 and 3, God's holy, 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 three times holy. You're not going to point your finger in God's face. He said, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of an unclean people. When you compared, when, when the glory of God filled the temple in Isaiah 6 and 3, and Isaiah said, oh, man, I'm jacked up. He didn't get up and try and put some pride and some arrogance in God's face. You're not. You're going to fall down, and you're going to realize, oh, my God. And for those of you who say, I'm, I'm cool with God, I just don't do Jesus, here's Jesus right here saying, I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. So don't be deceived. Humble yourself now in front of the, the resurrected Savior and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior before it's too late. Verse 17. And when I saw him, <laughs> I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, come on, speak, Lord, fear not. Those of us that are in Christ, there's nothing to fear. Somebody underline that because you're apprehensive. You're afraid. You're, your stomach is in, in, in knots. You don't know what's going to happen. You're, even when God is working, you don't feel it. You're not supposed to know you're supposed to trust God. Cast all your cares upon God because he cares for us. Look what he did to John. He didn't cast him out. He didn't judge him. He put his hand upon him. He told him, don't be afraid. Allow the Holy Spirit of God to comfort your heart right now to put his hand upon you. And tell you to relax, calm down, stop being afraid. Regardless of what you're going through. Your health, your finances, your relationships, your family. Calm down. Trust God. Cast all, all, 
all your cares upon God. This is the resume of God. This is the resume of the God we serve in the midst of the storm, whatever it is, in the midst of the storm of your success, in the midst of the storm in, at, that's mediocre or, or that's failing, it's never a failure. Nothing's mediocre, nothing's a success without God. Allow God to put his hand upon you right now and tell you to calm down, stop being afraid. Pray for your kids, pray for your grandkids. Pray for your job, your business, your ministry, your family, your parents. Pray, cast it all to God, intercede for it, calm down. Stop being afraid. You can't walk by fear, it's gonna paralyze you. It's gonna torment you. You gotta walk by faith. It's easy to love God, it takes effort to trust God. God tells John, who was the disciple whom he loved, when Jesus wanted to get away, he took James, Peter and John. And here's this disciple who knew Christ, who wrote about the deity of God. And he's afraid when he sees God coming back. But God says, look, I got you. Don't be afraid. You don't have to be. A Somebody needs to know you don't have to be afraid of God. You don't. God's not out to get us. God already demonstrated his love towards us in dying for our sins. God, it's not out to get you and I. Don't have to be afraid. Make a note of that. Stop being afraid of God because of your sins. No, God already, Christ already died for your sins. They've been forgiven. Confess them and forsake them and fulfill the assignment that God has for your life. Let me, let me first set verse 17 again. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead and he laid his right, right hand upon me, the right hand. It's the hand that represents power and authority because <laughs> Jesus has it all. And he declared it saying, don't be afraid. Listen to this. I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And he says, I have the keys of hell and death. He said, the keys right there in the Greek, it means I have authority over the grave. And when we die, when we're separated from the soul, from the body, Jesus said, I have all that. You don't have to be afraid. Even when you think it's the worst and you die, Jesus said, I have authority over that. So don't even be afraid of that. People say, well, I don't know what happens after we die. Read the Bible. Look at Christ's resume. We do know what happens. You just don't want to believe it. You don't want to trust God. It's not a mystery. It's right here. And Jesus has the keys. He has authority. He has the power over the grave and over death when the soul and the body are separated. John 14, 6, he says, in my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. He also told him in John 14, one, he says, don't be afraid. If you trust God, you can trust me. And then in 14, six, he says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. But in John 14, one, he said, don't, don't be afraid. If you, if you trust God, trust me. And here he is in Revelation saying, look, I got the keys to it all. Matthew 28, 18, I've already shared it with you. Jesus said, I have all authority in heaven and in earth. This is God's resume. We got to review it daily so we don't get paralyzed by the, by the cares of the world. We don't get choked out. So let me ask you again. So, so what have you created? Oh, you designed a, a car? You designed a shopping center? Okay, I get it. Jesus Christ has the keys, the authority over death and the grave. Oh, you can raise interest rates? Okay, I get it. Jesus Christ. Let's finish with this, John 1 and 1. Family, let's not get caught up. And the temporary temptations, let me say it again, and the frivolous foolishness and the maniacal madness that this world is offering. Review the resume of God. Jonah had his moment of clarity. 
in the midst of the storm, thank God for hard questions and transparent responses that God, you wake us up out of the sleep. Get up and answer the questions. What are you doing here? Why are you still living like this? When are you, when are you gonna fulfill the calling and the assignment that I have for your life? Stop making excuses, stop being lazy. Wake up, get up. I have an assignment for you. Look at my resume. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. <laughs> the same in the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning. What did we read? In the beginning, God said, let there be. Before it all started, it all starts and ends with God. And here's the Word, with God, in the beginning. But look at verse 3. All things were made by him, including you and I. Look at this resume. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, verse 4, and the life was the light of men. Anything that's light in mankind, anything that's bright, anything that's charitable, anything that's good, it comes from God. Without God, it'd just be darkness. In Christ's life, and anything good that comes out of us is because God put, us, put it in us. <laughs> Verse 5, and the light shined in darkness, and the darkness did not want to come. Can't understand it. All right, now I'm really closing. Let's go to John. Let's stay same. Verse 1 and 14. John 1, 14. Remember, we just read in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. We know that Jesus Christ is the word of God. Why? Because look at verse 14. And the word was made flesh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. John bear witness of him, verse 15, and cried, saying, this was he of whom I spoke. He that cometh after me is ranked way above me or he's preferred before me for he was before me. Why? Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word is God. Verse 16, and the fullness and of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace. Verse 17, for the law was given by Moses. Somebody underline this. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth. Grace is the loving kindness, the favor, the benefit. The truth is the fact, the reality. Moses gave us the law, but then Christ came and gave us love, loving kindness, favor, Benefit. He gave us the truth. He gave us the fact and the reality and the guarantee. That God loves us. God is with us. And God's resume should be elevated high above each and every storm that we encounter in our life. And the rest we'll pick up next week. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we love you. We bless you. And we thank you, Lord. Thank you for the reminder of your resume. Let us review your resume daily as we go through this life, trying to navigate through a dark, fallen, broken, dead, decaying and dying world. Thank you, Lord, for the for the for the wake up call this morning to get us out of our sleep so we can stop sleeping on the boat and wake up, deal with the hard questions, give the transparent responses, and get reconnected to the assignment and to the God of the assignment that created the heaven and the earth, the beginning, the ending, the first, the last, the alpha, the omega, the author and the finisher of our faith, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, our Savior, Jesus Christ. God, we love you. God, we need you. We thank you for the forgiveness of sins.
for us running from the assignment and making excuses and being afraid and being fearful where you've told us clearly on many occasions, fear not. If you trust God, if you believe in God, trust Jesus, believe in Jesus. You have all authority in heaven and in earth. You have authority over death and hell, the grave, the afterlife. You have the keys. <laughs> Thank you for reminding us of your resume that even when we transition, you got us covered. So, Lord, we thank you for your word. We bless you for your word. And just like Jonah, we're going to get up and we're going to fulfill that assignment that you have for us. And then we're going to go to the next assignment. We're going to humble ourselves and submit and surrender to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the God that it starts with, it finishes with Elohim, Yahweh, Jehovah God, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, the Trinity, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. God, we surrender to you now. We need you. We pray that you would lead and guide us. Thank you for the new mercies that greeted us this morning. Thank you for the second chance, God. Thank you for waking us up this morning out of our sleep, that we would run to you and ask God, what is the assignment? Let us spend time with you so the assignment can be clear. Let us avoid the distractions. Let us fight through the distractions. Let us discipline ourselves and fight against the distractions so we can make God in our life and the resume of God, the word of God, a priority in our life. Thank you for the revelation, Lord. Let it lead to transformation and application. Bless your word. Bless your people to receive, to hear, and to live the word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Maybe you were invited to the Zoom or the, or the Facebook Live. Someone shared it and you tuned in and you say, Pastor, I've never accepted Jesus Christ into my heart my personal Lord and Savior. It's really simple. It's just, it's as simple as asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart, into your life. It's what we all had to do. Nobody was born saved. No one was born mature in Christ. It is a work in progress. We grow and we build and we become mature because we practice. But the first step is it's asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart. It's as simple. Uh, Romans 10, 13 says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10 and 9 says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, then we shall be saved. For with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation, and with the heart, mankind believes unto righteousness. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. You shall be saved. You should be rescued, rescued from death, hell, sin and the grave. Why? Because Jesus already told us he has the keys. He has authority over death, hell, sin and the grave. All authority, all power in heaven and in earth. Unlimited jurisdiction. So you just ask, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Take over my life and help me to become the person you created me to be. Show me my assignment. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can live for you. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you for resurrecting on that third day for me, Lord. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you just prayed that prayer, send us an email, life at southbayaoc.com, life at southbayaoc.com. We'd love to send you some scriptures and some, some more information on um, what, what the decision you, you just made, what it means. And then point you in the direction of a, of a church that's teaching the word. It doesn't have to be here, but you need to be somewhere that's teaching the word of God. 
then show you how to connect even virtually with godly people. So you can build on your 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 trust and your faith in Jesus Christ so you can become a practicing Christian, not in theory alone, but we have to practice this thing. And then that leads to maturity. So send us an email, life at southbayalc.com. And for those of you with prayer requests, prayer needs, uh, praise reports, because we want to pray for those as well. Uh, and we want to rejoice with you as well. So send us an email, life at southbayalc.com. Then make a note. Remember this Wednesday night, incredible Bible study. We will be in 1 Kings chapter 21. And uh, looking forward uh, to fellowshipping with you. It's just amazing what God is doing on Sunday mornings, on, on Wednesday evenings. God is really maturing us, telling us to rest in him, telling us to not be afraid, stop being anxious. So much going on in the world today, it can, anxiety can wipe you out. It can paralyze you. But the word of God tells us to rest in God. Trust God. The grace of God, the mercy of God, the love of God, the kindness of God. If God is for you and I, who can be against us? And we're seeing that we've been reading um, in Bible study. We started in Genesis. Now we're in first Kings chapter 21. And as we've been going through Genesis and Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, we've been going through Joshua, Judges, Ruth and uh, Samuel. Here's the thing. The grace of God, the love of God, the kindness of God, the mercy of God. God's just asking for our humility and our obedience and fulfilling the assignment that he's called us to fulfill. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, so come join us Wednesday night. I'm telling you, your life will be blessed, guaranteed. And we have it, you question and answer. So it's interactive. It's not just, it's not like Sunday mornings when I'm up just speaking. It's interactive. We're going through together the insights from the other believers, the other scholars that are on the line. It is amazing, um, guaranteed to bless your life. And then just want to thank you once again for your giving. Remember, no gift is, is too small or too large. Look at God's uh, resume uh, regarding giving, giving in Malachi 3 and 6. Read God's resume on giving and trust God's word. God has a resume on his, it, it, it's elevated above our financial issues. But the key is, will I trust God or not? Read God's resume. See what God says. Say, so open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you can't even receive. And then Ephesians 3 and 20 says, God will do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. And in Philippians 4, Paul talks about how God shall supply all your all your um, all your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. As you give, trust God's resume. <laughs> it's not the pastor. It's not the it, it's not us. It's not the church. It's God's resume that tells us to be obedient to God, to love God, to trust God and then to be blessed by God. No amount too small or too large. And we thank you for your giving. And you give accordingly, uh, whether it's on a device or you're mailing it in. And um, remember this, if you want to, um, this, this video will be posted to YouTube under South Bay Abundant Life Church. Pastor Jerome Vincent Carter put today's date 3-14-21. It'll be posted by tonight. So you can uh, copy the link on your phone and then text it to some some friends or family members that God has been putting on your heart. Tell them just watch a few minutes. Tell them to start anywhere at the beginning, middle, end. Tell them just just read, just fast forward it, click, listen to it for three minutes and let you know what they think. And you know how God works. He'll bring them right to that place that they need to hear. Do the work of an evangelist. And I'm trying to make it really easy for you. You don't have to preach. Let the word of God through video just touch someone's life and someone's heart. So it will be posted to our website by, I'm sorry, to post it to YouTube by this evening. It'll be posted to our website, southbayalc.com. It'll be posted to the website by the end of the week. So we're consistent with our, with our video messages uh, under sermons. Just go on, on the video, on the website, click sermons, and then go ahead and click video message. And they're up to date. And this one will be posted by the end of the week. 
Family, I believe that's all God has for us collectively this morning. Now we have to go and live this thing individually. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being here. What a blessing to uh, share with you the word of God. Let's go live it. Stay connected to God. Keep serving God. Elevate God's resume over your success, over your mediocrity, over your failures. Allow God to really work in your life. We're in the month of March. We don't have any more time to waste. Allow God to really work in your life. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We bless you. We thank you that you've come to give us life and that more abundantly. Thank you that we have life in paradise through Jesus Christ. Bless the remainder of this day and bless your people, Lord. Bless us to live the word, to meditate on your resume, which is the word of God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless your family. Love you. Look forward to seeing you Wednesday night. Make a note in your phone. Set an alarm. Be there Wednesday night. Your life will be blessed, guaranteed. All right. Love you. God bless you. Hope to see you Wednesday night.